Southwestern Seminary is not just a president or a, an administrative team, but a faculty, a staff, an alumni base, a community of people who are working together to push back the darkness of lostness so that the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ may shine for all people. You know what time it is. Time for another train wreck. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors in New Mexico are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. I'm Matt Hensley, the pastor of Mayhill Baptist and managing editor for Lifeway Pastors. And I'm Kyle Bierman, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Alamogordo, New Mexico, and director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board. And together, Matt and I have a combined 31 years of ministry experience. And although at some point that's that's got to shift to 32. I think we've been we're, saying that for a while. We've been well, saying that for at least shift six to 30. It would it would shift to 33 though. Oh, right. 30. And so mine mine at least has gone up because I started when I was uh, turned 16, and I recently had a birthday. So when was your birthday? Uh, well, my birthday is May 3rd. So okay. So well, who knows? I don't know. I can't count. So we'll just stick with 31 <laughs> for now and uh, just assume that we're just going to stay at 31 years of ministry experience until Jesus comes back. Amen. Hey, man. Hey, man. Well, this episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. So you could say, like we like to say, that we are the official podcast of the Word of God. Kyle, because I can't say the word, why don't you tell us why? We like the CSB. Yeah, we, we love the CSB because of its blend of readability and accuracy. And Matt and I both use it in our preaching, in our daily devotionals. And we encourage you to check it out at csbible.com after the show. But for now, enough of all of the pleasantries. I know that Kyle is doing well. His life probably involves some ballet or some basketball or some Legoland or whatever. But you're not really going to have to listen to us today because we have a special guest for the podcast for you today because it is exciting times for our other sponsor, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. If you don't know by now, they have a new, brand new president. If you don't know by now, uh, you've been living under a rock, and we know that the rocks will cry out and tell you that Southwestern has a new president, Dr. Adam Greenway, and we're excited to welcome him to the show. Dr. Greenway, welcome to the show, and uh, why don't you start off today and just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and about your family. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, Greenway, a uh, native of Central Florida uh, from a small town called Frostproof. Uh, if you look at a map of the state of Florida and stick your finger about dead center both ways, that's uh, where I was born and raised. I uh, came to Christ at the age of eight, uh, was baptized, surrendered to preach, licensed and ordained all by the First Baptist Church of Frostproof in my uh, hometown. Um, went to Sanford University in Birmingham for my degree. Southwestern Seminary for my MDiv. In fact, I actually arrived here as an MDiv student 20 years ago this coming summer. Wow. And um, it's very fortunate my time here. I uh, ended up meeting uh, the young lady who would become my wife, Carla. She's also a MACE degree from Swibitz. Um, then left here to go to Lexington, Kentucky, where I was a pastor for five years, did my PhD in evangelism and apologetics at our sister seminary in, uh, in Louisville. 
Ended up serving there for uh, 12 years, including six years as dean of the Billy Graham School of Missions, Evangelism, and Ministry until uh, February 27th of this year, when I was fortunate to become only the ninth person ever to be called president of Southwestern Seminary. Um, we have two children. I have a son, uh, Wade. He's Adam Wade Greenway II, uh, finishing third grade, nine years old. And I have a daughter, Caroline Elizabeth, who will turn four on April the 9th who is uh, the apple of her daddy's eye and uh, uh, probably uh, the most precious uh, girl you'll ever meet. So, Amen. Well, tell us about the, the path that, that kind of got you to where you are today. You walked through some of where your degrees came from, but, but maybe churches you served or different positions you've had in the SBC. Tell us a little about your previous experience. Yeah. I've been very fortunate to have uh, a lot of opportunities to serve in Southern Baptist life. Um, you know, uh, when I surrendered to the ministry, uh, actually 25 years ago, this coming summer, um, I thought I was going to be a pastor. And that was kind of my trajectory. And I still think that that's the heartbeat of who we are as Southern Baptists. Uh, as Jimmy Draper once said, quoting one of his predecessors, James at the old Sunday school board, anybody who steps out of the pastorate steps down, not up. Uh, and so all of us who are serving in some level of denominational life and leadership, um, we are servants of the local church. Our seminary is a servant to the local church and the church is of the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, but when I was pastoring, I was doing my PhD uh, at Southern, um, the dean uh, at that time, Chuck Lawless, uh, now at Southeastern Seminary, reached out to me one day and asked me if I would ever have any interest in teaching full-time. And part of the... Um, uh, kind of process of discernment that my wife and I went through was, um, you know, as a pastor, we have an impact upon a local congregation. But if I were serving as a professor in a seminary, I would have the chance to impact hundreds of thousands of congregations. And even reflecting upon my own experience at Southwestern Seminary, in particular, some of the most formative uh, influencers upon my life were my professors, uh, getting to study systematic theology with James Garrett, hermeneutics with the late Bill Toller. Uh, evangelism the late Roy Fish and Malcolm McDowell, uh, Greek with Curtis Vaughn, uh, some of the legends on, on Seminary Hill and the impact that those individuals made upon my life to think about having the chance to serve in a seminary context to perhaps be used by God in the lives of others, that was, that was very compelling and compelling. And so in 2007, I uh, joined the faculty of Southern Seminary and had always been doing something administratively. So I'd worked with doctoral programs, extension centers, um, had been senior associate dean in the old Billy Graham School until 2013 when I became the uh, dean of an expanded Billy Graham School there. And uh, had six very happy years as a dean. Um, loved getting to do a lot of different things in terms of administration and teaching and recruiting and the like. And even while I was at Southern for 12 years, I was interim pastor a number of times in different churches. Loved that ministry. Was also very fortunate to be involved in you know, Kentucky Baptist Life, I was KBC president, uh, served on various committees as parliamentarian, served as a trustee of Lifeway, board chairman of Lifeway, uh, assistant parliamentarian for the SBC, now chairman of the Committee on Order of Business for the SBC. You know, I, I, I'm a debtor to Southern Baptists um, for their investment in me. And I've been very thankful for the opportunity to, uh, to give back in, in, in some way. And then when the opportunity presented itself to be considered to become president, uh, of my alma mater, Southwestern, a place where my wife and I met, a place that meant uh, so much to me. 
Um, the Lord was just very clear in opening the door and I, I could not be more still amazed uh, that I get to walk into the president's office here uh, and serve here. It, it's, it's an amazing reality and something that, um, you know, I don't deserve, but I'm very thankful that the Lord has given uh, me this, uh, this assignment. Oh, wonderful. We, we're excited already and, and what we've been seeing over the last few uh, weeks, and we're, we're grateful that you are there and uh, for, for what seems like uh, many, many years of faithful service in the Southern Baptist uh, Convention. And, uh, and, and one of the things I want to ask, we normally ask our uh, entity uh, guys, what is their most embarrassing moment in the pulpit? Uh, but since you are known as an evangelist, when I talked to Dr. Queen about you, I wanted to kind of get his feedback on, on what he, because I didn't know everything about you. And, and that was one of the very first things that he discussed was how you were a soul winner, a faithful uh, evangelist. And, and so that really excited me. And so I want to kind of transition a bit from asking about maybe your most embarrassing moment. Uh, what is just one of your favorite moments in sharing the gospel where maybe it either surprised you or uh, maybe, you know, one, one God saved somebody, whatever, just share whatever the first uh, moment in evangelizing, sharing the gospel with somebody that comes to mind. Well, it's a recent experience. I was on an airplane um, flying somewhere and I was sitting next to uh, a lady that I began making a conversation with and um, uh, basically the subject came up of where her marriage was was heading towards divorce and um, older lady in really a um, kind of a depressed despairing mode and just began to share with her about the gospel and about Christ and and his love and um, she didn't pray the prayer right there on the uh, on the plane but um, she reached out to me actually on social media. She found me on social media after uh, our plane trip. And she said, you'll never know how God used you and placed you next to me to have that conversation because of where I was headed and what I was going to do. And I was sharing with my daughter about uh, you and how um, you were speaking spiritual truth into my life. And the Lord used you to make a difference in my trajectory and where things are happening in my, in my family. Um, that, I, that, that story is meaningful for me for two reasons. One is, um, sometimes I think when we teach or we train in evangelism, we can unwittingly leave the impression that if you don't go all the way and see somebody pray the prayer and respond that you've somehow failed. Well, you know, when Paul writes and says, you know, uh, I plant the seed, Apollos, whatever, but God gives the increase, you know, not every conversation you get to go from zero to 60. Uh, sometimes you get to move the ball down the field. Sometimes, again, even when you may be the one who gets to lead that person in that prayer of uh, repentance and that confession, it's not because you went from zero to 60. You were building upon seed that had been sown by others and work that had been done by others. Uh, and then also, you know, honestly, I, I didn't sit down on the plane immediately thinking, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to evangelize this woman next to me. It was an organic conversation. And just the way the conversation went where she begins to open up about, her situation as I began talking, she asked me, she said, were well, you a counselor? And I said, well, sort of. <laughs> and we, we talked about, about that. I, I think sometimes we uh, can overcomplicate evangelism and, and just sharing uh, the gospel. 
I think we need to have a heart to be open to how the Lord may be working in lives around us where we can engage in conversations in an authentic way and be used by him to speak a word of encouragement and hope. Um, and the fact that she would find me on social media and want to reach out to me to say, you'll never know what this conversation meant to me, um, was an encouragement to me to continue to want to be faithful in terms of what I do, uh, not just as a president and professor, but just as a personal evangelist. Uh, that's what I think we're all called to do as believers. And that's what should characterize all of us ultimately is that we are always seeking opportunities to make the name of Christ known and to show the love of Christ to those uh, as we are out and about. Yeah. And that, that was what was neat about my last uh, plane trip. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, being on a plane, uh, but we were on one and had a, uh, had a little flight going. And so I had some time to work on a sermon and the guy next to me is, you know, what are you working on? And because uh, he thought it was just like a, a lesson. And uh, so we got to just walk through that. It was the same thing with him. Well, what, what it ended up being was, you know, he was a Christian, hadn't really mm -hmm. been going to church. And, and we, we've kind of talked through what it's like to be a part of church and why that's important and so forth. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so that's, that's the thing. It's not always about uh, just, just going all the way, as you shared. It's just being faithful to declare and, and share and be willing. And that's one of the things that Dr. Queen kind of helped me move from in, in that class was going from just kind of passively okay with it now looking for the opportunities to to serve so thank you for sharing your your heart there Kyle thank you yeah so you talked about um just those those chances to bring hope and, and encouragement and we know that the last year or so um has has been a tumultuous time at Southwestern um and now we know that you've only been there as we're recording this just a, a few weeks um but we're curious is there anything that you can already look at and say, you know, wow, God is good. Uh, I'm really excited about what he's already doing on campus since you've been there. Yes. I mean, uh, starting with um, the uh, interview process and my election uh, by the board of trustees of our seminary, um, I could not have been more encouraged uh, and felt the, um, the affirmation and the strength of support from our board of trustees in uh, taking on this responsibility. Uh, obviously, uh, those men and women have been through a lot in the last uh, year, and certainly uh, there was a lot of, um, of scrutiny uh, waiting for whomever would be the one that they would bring forward to be the uh, ninth president of Southwestern. And so to have uh, their strong support coming into this role uh, has meant the world to me, and I'm very thankful for our board of trustees and what they do to hold our seminary in trust uh, with the Convention of Churches. Um, honestly, that first day where I went from you know the board meeting to a press conference to uh, shaking about 650 hands to my first cabinet meeting to lead, my first general faculty meeting to lead, my first all-employee meeting to lead, um, the spirit of hope and optimism and excitement that I felt um, you know, uh, I'm the first Southwesterner in a quarter century to become president here. And I think it meant something for people who had been here for a long time or who themselves were alums to now know that one of their number was their president. Because as I'm telling the Southwestern story, it's not just things you would find in a brochure or in a book. I'm able to share from my heart. I'm able to share from my experience. Uh, th this, this is not just a, another position, uh, th th this is
this flame. I, I can't tell my story apart from Southwestern Seminary. I owe my, I owe my family, uh, my marriage uh, to the seminary. And I think being able to make those connections uh, here has been very well received. Uh, I think that there is a sense of of pride, I would say, particularly from some people who were even my professors who are still uh, here or retired faculty I've interacted with, that one of their former students is now the president of, of the seminary. Um, and little things, uh, you know, trying to do things to be very intentional to say, um, as a product of the great heritage and legacy of uh, our seminary that just celebrated our 111th anniversary as an institution, um, I think the heritage and history of this seminary is, uh, is tremendous. And I want to do everything I can as an heir of that legacy to help continue to tell and to perpetuate that legacy. Um, that's why we're trying to do things very intentionally to reconnect with uh, our past uh, to help us uh, move forward into the future. I've talked about wanting to bring the Southwestern family together, the, the alumni base and uh, our churches and supporters, particularly here in Texas and in uh, Oklahoma. Um, you know, I, I used at my press conference uh, language about, I think Southwestern has been the crown jewel seminary of the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, we're not the oldest. So if you want the flagship language, of course, that's the seminary in Louisville, but we are the second oldest seminary. Uh, and so if Southern is Harvard, Southwestern <laughs> is Yale. And I think that uh, if you look at our history and our heritage, um, Southwestern has made unique contributions in Southern Baptist life uh, and in broader evangelical life and, and academic life in North America that really are without peer. Um, so trying to, again, reemphasize that when I've kind of pitched uh, my vision of Southwestern, which again, I think is in uh, accordance with our history as the big tent seminary of the Southern Baptist Convention. And these kind of four pegs that I've talked about in terms of uh, where we are uh, in our fundamental commitments uh, to a high view of scripture, confessional fidelity to the Baptist faith and message, the Great Commission and cooperation, that message is resonating. Uh, it's resonating internally, I'm finding, with uh, faculty, staff, and students. It's resonating externally as I have the chance to preach and, and, and to share. So, uh, three weeks in, uh, and I'm unapologetic in saying I've got the best job in the Southern Baptist Convention. Amen. Amen. I, I would argue with that because I'm having a blast up here in the mountains. And I don't know what the, the weather is right now, but it's it's uh, 57 degrees and crystal clear skies outside, and we've got deer in our backyard and uh, dogs hiding in the uh, other house because we're recording at this time. But um, well, I, I hear you say that, but I'm telling you, 10 minutes down the road, I've got the best barbecue on the planet at Cousins Ooh. Barbecue. I've got ready access to all the time. The Lord is kind, and I am so thankful for that. And and, and, I, and and Matt, he's got a good baseball team in his backyard too. Uh, who, <laughs> like the Fort Worth Cats, or because it's not the Rangers? Right. I presume is who he's talking about. Yes. Oh, well, it, we we can discuss that at another time, I guess. Sure. But uh, speak, speaking of that heritage that that you shared about, uh, one of those those moves uh, was moving back to uh, the the old logo is now your your new logo. Uh, how how do you think that's setting the stage for for what's to come? That's part one of my question. The second one is I've I've kind of you know fanboyed out on Southwestern, so I've got the you know the old logo now on right. my coffee cup on my sweater. Uh, how how soon can we start getting our hands on the new old logo uh, swag? So I'll that's take part two. 
Yeah, I'll take the questions in reverse order. So uh, we are already at work on the uh, the swag, if I can put it that way, with the historic <laughs> uh, uh, logo. So um, you'll want to keep uh, an eye out for for that. And we certainly will hope to have uh, materials available for the uh, SBC annual meeting in Birmingham at the Southwestern booth, where, of course, everybody wants to come by and say hello and pick up some uh, materials and resources there. On the first part of your question, um, well, again, going back to um, our history and heritage, uh, I wanted to do things that would make it very clear that we're trying to uh, reinvigorate uh, our legacy. Uh, and so uh, one of the things that um, I knew I wanted to do was to bring back the historic seminary seal. Uh, part of that is selfish on my part, because every time I look at my diploma, that seal is there. Um, but also, that seal is significant, I think, for two reasons. One is uh, it has that iconic royal blue and white dome. And there is no more iconic uh, image, I think, of Southwestern Seminary than that beautiful dome over the B.H. Carroll Memorial Building. Because under that dome uh, is that engraved, etched map of the world with the star of Fort Worth, Texas, where countless generations of seminarians gathered before going into Truett Auditorium for chapel, talking about God's call upon their life, what they're learning in their classes. And in many cases, they sense they're called a global service uh, underneath that dome. And when uh, people come back and they visit the campus, uh, oftentimes they post pictures on Instagram uh, in front of the dome, uh, as it were. So they're, they, again, ha having that readily identifiable uh, iconic logo of the seminary uh, back was important to me in terms of helping to quickly uh, reinvigorate our, our brand. Uh, and returning, of course, to the historic colors, the royal blue and white, which are the institutional colors of, of Southwestern Seminary. But along with that, at the bottom of the seal is Fort Worth, Texas. You know, in God's providential kindness, Fort Worth, Texas has been our home since 1910. And I would argue it's the greatest venue in the SBC to engage in theological education in because you are here in one of the most vibrant metropolitan areas in the world. Every kind of opportunity for ministry, for mission impact, every kind of recreation venue and life and activity. It's here in the Fort Worth, Dallas Metroplex. And, you know, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. I, I want our seminary to once again be integrally uh, uh, connected to the uh, Fort Worth community to, to see our students engaged in uh, church ministry and mission right here in Tarrant County and the surrounding environs. And it was very important for me to communicate that, yes, the sun never sets on Southwestern Seminary, as Dr. Robert E. Naylor uh, famously said. And as Dr. Hemphill, my president, said, we can truly touch the world and impact eternity. But we are providentially situated here in Fort Worth, Texas. And I personally am committed to seeing the uh, revitalization of our residential theological education in this vibrant community here in Fort Worth. So um, those were two things that uh, it was important for me as president to say are important about Southwestern Seminary. And, um, and I was blessed to see when, uh, when I announced this on social media on Founders Day, the 111th anniversary of our seminary's founding on March 14th, uh, seeing alumni uh, famous ones like Steve Gaines and others, uh, tweeting pictures of their diploma saying, Hey, that's my seal. This is great. You know, uh, giving them a chance to again, uh, reconnect with, and frankly, to feel good about, uh, their seminary, our seminary. Um, so that's been part of my motivation is honestly, uh, trying to do things again that, um, help people, 
want to connect with or reconnect with Southwestern. All right, Dr. Greenway, I have a question, and that is that um, Southwestern has already bestowed upon my illustrious co-host, Matt Hensley, <laughs> one degree, um, and he has now applied for a doctoral program there. And so, so my question is, you're see, as you're seeking to revitalize and reinvigorate the seminary, are you willing to stake all that <laughs> by allowing Matt Hensley back into Southwestern Baptist <laughs> Theological Seminary as a doctoral student? Well, uh, while the president does not generally weigh in on uh, every admission decision, I'm confident that uh, Brother Hensley will fulfill all admission righteousness and will be able to be uh, fully readmitted as a uh, as a student at Southwestern Seminary and uh, will certainly uh, thrive in our extraordinarily rigorous but uh, extraordinarily meaningful research doctoral program. So. Uh, I look forward to one day having the chance to sign his diploma and to shake his hand at commencement prayerfully. He he kind of lost me at rigorous. I think I'm going to Rockridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> just I love you, Kyle. That uh, no, on, on a serious note, Dr. Greenway, we've had a great time uh, visiting with you. One one final one uh, that that those that are listening in and and Kyle and myself, how how can we be praying for for you and and Carla? How can we pray for Southwestern at large. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I would ask your prayers for uh, my wife and our children. Uh, I'm a commuter president right now because uh, our son is finishing third grade back in Louisville. And uh, we thought it was important in terms of not trying to cause even more disruption by pulling him out and all those kind of things. So I appreciate your prayers for me and my uh, commuting back and forth for my wife as she's uh, having to give uh, primary leadership with our children uh, through the rest of the spring. We look to transition here into the president's home uh, probably after the SBC meeting in June. And so just uh, prayers between now and then uh, for uh, our family and for Southwestern, uh, you know, continue to pray. Uh, there are some uh, challenging days ahead of us. Um, some would like to say we have a lot of problems. I simply say that there are opportunities in disguise. And we're looking forward to working through these issues. There is an extraordinary team of faculty and staff here who are working uh, very, very hard uh, serving the Lord and serving our students. The students are the reason why we're here in all that we do. And so really, um, I'm asking people to pray for uh, our leadership team, for our faculty, for our staff, and for our students um, as we continue to uh, do everything we can to help the seminary be able to uh, prioritize the things that matter. Uh, the real magic that happens is when we get students in a classroom with a professor. That, that's what it's all about. That, that's what we're committed to, is to seeing uh, people called of God come and to be equipped for however God may deploy them in his global service. And that's uh, my prayer is to uh, help uh, find more resources and more support for our faculty and for our staff and to obviously recruit more students. I hope that people who may be listening to this, who are thinking about uh, theological education or seminary, I would hope that they would consider uh, Southwestern and what an exciting time to come and be a part of what God is doing here on Seminary Hill. And uh, if I can in any way help or connect uh, with people who'd be interested in talking about seminary uh, education, I would love to do that. Yeah, wonderful. And uh, I, I was able to, to finish because of the uh, online program, but but you mentioned that being on on campus was such a valuable part of my time at seminary. Uh, we 
we're coming out of a uh, foster care situation with uh, three kiddos and uh, that that was happening uh, during the uh, the final exam and uh, my professor pulls me aside and, and we're praying together mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's that's a little harder to do online and uh, so definitely and and I believe if feel free to correct because I think it's a night or two nights in uh, the hotel there if, if you come for a preview day or, or to come and check out uh, the seminary that is uh, right. yeah if you want to come and check out Southwestern we'll put you up in the uh, on campus here give you a tour give you the chance to you know sit in classes and do things to where you can experience a Southwestern we have formal preview days uh, in the fall and spring semester but anytime uh, prospective students want to come and to uh, consider how God may be calling them to ministry, to seminary, and to see how Southwestern Seminary may be able to serve them in that way. Uh, We will do everything we can to help them uh, experience um, the difference that we think Southwestern Seminary uh, provides. Thank you, Dr. Greenway. It was a delight to visit with you, but for now, it is time for Kyle and I to jump off the train until next week. We're grateful that you took the time to listen in today. And if you haven't, be sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes or whatever podcast catcher you use. You can also visit us online at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or on Facebook under our name, Not Another Baptist Podcast. Kyle, send us out, baby. Until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare.